Hello there, old and new friends. Welcome to Divine Musing, Episode 8, Tuning the Atmosphere. I am Destiny Rambo Corey, and I am so thankful that you have joined me for this journey into scripture, literature, poetry, and prayer as we view them through the light of transformation and growth. Here's something I've been thinking about lately. We begin with a quote from J.R. Miller. Everyone carries an atmosphere about him. It may be healthful and invigorating, or it may be unwholesome and depressing. It may make a little spot of the world sweeter, better, safer place to live in, or it may make it harder for those to live worthily and beautifully who dwell within its circle. These words ring so true with me. As human beings who experience such a wide range of emotions, it's hard for those things not to emanate off of us. We really aren't good at keeping what's going on on the inside a secret. My mom has this Kentuckyism that says what goes down in the well comes up in the bucket, Um, but I see it more as what goes into the body seeps out through the pores. Our bodies are essentially sponges walking around. We soak in smells and particles in the air in the same way we soak in the energies of those around us. We are constantly cycling between soaking in and squeezing out. That is why the environments we choose to enter into are so important. I think a lot about Moses when he visited God on the mountain and was given the Ten Commandments. Exodus 34, 28 says, Moses was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He ate no bread and drank no water, and he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, he did not know that the skin of his face was shining with a unique radiance because he had been speaking with God. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to approach him. We see this radiance on many levels in our day-to-day life. The glow of love, the blush of a romantic memory, the brightness of simply a positive attitude. People and places have the ability to radiate their story in such a way that they never need to speak. Moses' face is the perfect example of a positive environment experience. The power of a negative environment, though, can be rather terrifying. I remember when I was around 12 years old, my parents were looking for this rental house in Arizona. We were there in the middle of this lengthy revival that didn't have an end in sight, and uh, they decided that it would make more sense to rent a house as opposed to continuing to pay for hotel rooms for their whole team. I went with them one afternoon to look at houses, and when we arrived at this particular one, the hair on my arms stood on end. The house itself was pretty cute and decorated with nice furniture and art, and it even had a pool, but something didn't feel right. When we walked through the house, it felt like something out of a horror movie or like a Law & Order episode. Uh, My mom and I both felt it. I could see worry on her face as the real estate agent rambled on about what a great deal they would get for the place. The pool itself was one of those indoor-outdoor situations that was partially covered by the roof and then the back half was caged uh, to keep the insects out. 
The pool itself was filthy and in need of cleaning, but the air around it was so foul, I got so nauseous and almost threw up. Finally, my mom looked at the realtor and said, what happened in this house? After first trying to blow off her question, she asked again and gently demanded an answer. The agent went on to tell us that the former owner of the house had gone crazy and murdered his wife and children, then turned the gun on himself and killed himself in that pool. Needless to say, we didn't get the house. The air was thick with betrayal and sadness and death and no amount of potpourri or candles could cover that up. A couple years ago, I was having a conversation with a family member who was having a lot of issues in her marriage. She had this notion that if only her husband would get better at her list of needs, then the marriage would magically fix itself. Everything that came out of her mouth about her husband was so negative and just downright mean. It scared me to think that if she talked to him like that in front of people, how bad it must have been when they were alone. She just went on and on about every issue in their marriage and how it was all his fault. I asked her, so what are you doing to create an atmosphere of love and change in your home? Are you speaking life over your husband and child or are you constantly just releasing a fog of negativity? Do you ever compliment him for the things he gets right and thank him for being such a great provider? Or does he just walk into the door or walk in the front door to a firing squad every night? Her husband is a wonderful man and I knew that there was hope if both of them could do some work, but she was adamant if only he could change, then she would feel some kind of incentive to be kinder. I told her that as believers, we have the power to change the atmosphere. We are the thermostat of our home. Scripture says in Psalms 22, three, but thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. The Hebrew word translated as inhabitest there literally means to dwell, remain, sit, abide, to settle and marry, to haunt. When we create an environment of praise, God is there. Praise that's not only vertical, but horizontal. When we speak praises over our homes, we are literally inviting divine to haunt the place. When we walk in love and encouragement towards our spouses, we are entering into a marriage covenant with God as an equal participant. When we speak life and hope over whoever and wherever we are, we are creating a space for divine to settle and abide in. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, But thank God He has made us His captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere, like a sweet perfume. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. Jesus didn't have to control the atmosphere or the environment he was in. He carried his own atmosphere with him. The power of what he carried was so rich and full and bright, any other thing trying to linger in the air had to leave. As believers who are alive to the reality of Christ in us, we have the same ability. We can walk into an environment with the air so polluted with hatred and sorrow, and simply by being there, we become the thermostat that filters out the negative and infuses the space with light and peace. He said so powerfully in Matthew 4, no, Matthew 5, 14, 
You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. We are the light that radiates His light. We are the beacon that pierces through the fog and lights the way home. Through our words, our actions, and our intentions, we can tune the atmosphere. If you are in a place where you are surrounded by toxic air and are seeking the strength to change the atmosphere around you, then why don't we pray this prayer together? Divine Creator, you sent your Son Jesus to earth to show us the way, the way to be, the way to speak, the way to implement change. Meet me in my frailties and teach me how to change the atmosphere around me. Through His perfect example, help me to carry the climate of heaven with me into the toxic situations around me. Let my home be a place full of such praise that you can dwell in it. Let the praises rise like a sweet incense that is oxygen to your lungs and to the lungs of those I love. Remove any negativity in me that would release poison from my lips and replace it with the power of your word. Your words are life and breath and everything I could ever need. Let the fragrance of your presence radiate from my face like Moses, so much so that when people look in my eyes, they see the eyes of Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I will leave you with a quote from Victor Hugo. Love is a portion of the soul itself, and it is of the same nature as the celestial breathing of the atmosphere of paradise. I hope this musing has given you a little something to think about too. Thank you so much for joining me today for Divine Musing. For more information, head over to www.rambocory.com. I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash Destiny Makes Music or on Instagram and Twitter at Des Rambo Music.